Welcome to the Neapolitan Scoop Podcast. My name is Steph. My name is Shay. And my name is Rose. Thank you for tuning into the Neapolitan Scoop Podcast, where you get your weekly scoop. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Go subscribe right now. Today's topic is a good one. Toxic relationships. Simply Psychology defines toxic relationships as a detrimental and unhealthy connection characterized by behaviors that undermine one's well-being, such as emotional manipulation, disrespect, control, and lack of support. They continue to say that the seven signs to look out for are feeling unsupported, toxic communication, distrust, disrespect, controlling behavior, walking on eggshells, and neglected needs. With this being said, it is important to note that toxic relationships impact individuals differently. They can cause emotional distress, eroding self-esteem, and hindering personal growth. They can lead to a range of adverse effects, including increased anxiety. We don't need any more of that. <laughs> Depression and diminishing sense of self-worth. First question, um, what makes a relationship toxic? So I know, Rose, you touched on it a little bit by definition earlier, but what makes relationship toxic by your own definition? I think somebody who is not only controlling, but maybe machista, we'll say in, in Spanish, somebody that is, uh, you know, men are allowed to do certain things, but women are not. And it's uh. just kind of a gender sexual thing um, where because they're men, they can and women are not. I think that's toxic, oh, even though that. our yeah, even though our cultures may tell us differently, it is toxic. Yeah, it's trying to make certain things acceptable for them so they can get away with it. But if we did it, we're held accountable for it, but they don't have to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, uh, what do you call those? Like the one-sided relationships um, where it applies to you, but it doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. I can get, um, yeah, that's toxic. Um, you also have those relationships where you know you just have a man who intentionally picks on a woman that he knows is naive and you know isn't what do you call those uh, i don't want to say what do you call those women but i am you know yes women that's what they call mm-hmm. that's what they're called. Yeah. Yes, you know and they know, know right and then they you know they they mentally um abuse them and um create know lack of um lower their self-esteem to where they're able to control them and have them do things that they would normally not do under different circumstances um and we see this a lot in our youth you know because you know you have young women or young men that um are you know they're just growing they don't know no better so you have a, a older person that comes in and tries to manipulate them and groom them into the way that they want them to be and these they think that you know this that's how things are supposed to be when all along it's not the person that's manipulating them and that is very toxic um what else is toxic <laughs> taking people's phones um oh my god i fucking hate that do not snatch my phone out my hand <laughs> yeah yeah insecurities that's what it is it's insecurities like that's toxic don't come into a relationship with insecurities and if you I have insecurities talk- to me and i never had nobody do that to me before so it caught me off guard i'm like if you don't give mm. my phone back like what do you think this is people get mad because you're yeah. giving something else more attention than you're giving them so they take your stuff like oh it yeah, gotta no. be something more important than me yeah how I, those- you know, I was saying i laugh about it like when people take my phone I'm like i tell them i said i didn't i didn't look if i was if i was trying to hide it it'd be deleted i said okay. and whatever you do i wanted you to find it so have at it and honestly i'm that girl that will probably get an ass whooped <laughs> because i i say the wrong thing to uh like you said a machista a guy that feels like a woman yeah. is supposed to place and i'm like look i'm not the yeah, woman to stay in because what is a woman's place i'm not supposed to have a voice i'm not supposed to you know tell you how i feel you're not supposed to respect me right so yeah you know i'm pretty much not that i'm not the um yes girl i mean i'm not saying i i, I don't respect you know the man in my relationship but when i feel differently about something i'm definitely going to have my voice heard i mean we can agree to disagree mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i'm not going to agree to something that i don't agree to just because you're the man that word you're the man the man um or the yeah, so yeah. the because even for lgbtq relationships it's it's kind of where one person takes the role of that possessive, you know, the 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 head of the household, and and then the other one kind of just 
follows along. Um, so I think it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to come to a relationship when when there's two people that are acting the same and they're open the same and and aren't as toxic as at those heterosexual relationships. Which I'm not saying because a lot of LGBTQ relationships are very toxic. But because there's already this whole kind of stigma with with LGBTQ relationships, they don't want to say, hey, I'm in a toxic relationship or, hey, I'm experiencing violence in, from my partner. Um, so that and that's another topic. <laughs> but um, I think I think it's it's kind of it's kind of different to come to a relationship where it's not as toxic. And you kind of you kind of realize how there is toxicity in a heterosexual relationships. But again, we we become or or women become that yes woman, like you said, where they're just accepting of everything. And, or they say they have that excuse in the back of their heads where it's like, oh, well, they love me and that's why they're doing that. Well, they, they love me and that's why they're tracking my every move. Well, they love me and that's why they're doing all the financials. No, <laughs> that is uh, controlling behavior. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, girl, the tracking, I, that's been happening a lot lately. Like Especially on the news. People I've really been, been seeing that a lot when they have them breakups and stuff. And this lady found a tracker in, in the back of her truck light or some shit like that. Yeah. Her ex didn't one of you send that, that article? It's crazy. That's crazy. Y'all like, y'all tripping out here. For real. Like, if you if it, <laughs> if it gets that deep, you just need to leave. Because <laughs> this is not mental stability the problem is half of them already done left their partners is mm. tracking them after they done broke up how about the people that try to control who you talk to Ooh, like yes. oh, or where you wear oh yes i you know that is really a old old fashioned toxic situation that i still that is still vivid to this day like how you gonna tell me what to wear <laughs> like you know on the time women were only supposed to wear skirts and dresses and it's like, okay, in that era, I could see that being right, something that you get away right. with. But we are in 2024 where women can wear whatever they want. How you going to tell me what to wear? It's hilarious. It's, I'm going to tell y'all a funny story. Sometimes I put my fiance to the test. I just be testing him. Um, before we got engaged, my grandfather had actually, he asked me, he was like, when are y'all going to get married? And I said, well... I was like, I'm not really ready. I say, it's not really him, it's me. I was like, I'm just not ready. I said, I'm still testing him. I'm still trying to see, you know, because people will show you their true colors when the test of time happens, you know? So I was like, I'm still trying to see, you know, what his true colors are because everyone can appear a certain way. Then you get married and it's voila. And now you're stuck. To some people, they consider themselves stuck. But um Anyway, so I was putting him to the test <laughs> and I um we was going to the out to the club or whatever. And I don't know if, if y'all wear um y'all know Rihanna's uh, Savage X line, right? Mm-hmm. Her line. So she has a, like a sports uh um a fitness uh part of it. Fitness line. And yeah. I really love a fitness line. It's, it is really nice because it's very unique. So she had these um these workout pants that were like see they're almost like lingerie right and they were like see-through they almost look the like black ones. Girl. yes so i bought me a pair right so we're going out oh, God. and i put them on and it was so funny because i was putting them on and he was like you wearing something under that and i was like no i said this is the outfit and he just kind of looked and he was like okay <laughs> so he's like i'm we, getting a fight today <laughs> no like that's so cool because we get to the club and everything. But let me tell you one thing: when we was in that club, he did not part ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like he knew he was gonna get in a fight if he parted ways. He was gonna fight someone in that club. <laughs> but crazy because that right there, like that's a certain. That's I'm, that was me trying to see if he was gonna be like, no, you got to take that off. You can't go nowhere looking like that. But I but appreciate that. The, I I appreciate yeah. when they do that because I think. Um, for me, I, I had a past relationship that when we were dating, it was very, very, very normal. I think it was very, you know, um, I mean, like a normal relationship. But once we actually started living together, it was like, he didn't want me to work. He wanted me to get out of work. He was Mexican, of course. He was like Mexican from over there. Um and he's like, you need to stop working. He's like, you need to have our child and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Like at that point, I was working two jobs. I was doing good for myself. And I'm like, um, sir, you met me working. You met me at the club. You met me like, what did you expect? Like, 
Uh-uh. I was like, I never said I was going to be a housewife. So needless to say, that relationship ended because it's like, like you said, once you get married, those kind of claws came out. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not the person that I was talking to. Um, and it was just, I don't know, it was, it was not toxic in a controlling way. It was just toxic in a way where, oh, I need you to be at home and be a housewife. And I was like, we never agreed to that. So yeah. Yes. I, I didn't think I got something. Oh, girl. Let me oh, I, got, I always got something. But, uh, <laughs> the tea. So, uh, so remember how you were talking about how, like, toxic stuff can be, like, manipulating. It could be, like, just a bunch of different things. So, I remember this one dude I was dating, and he was older than me. Was this also the same guy who I was like, oh, he was paying my rent or whatever. And he was this buying was my sugar stuff. daddy we were talking about a few yes. episodes ago. So, <laughs> I wouldn't call him sugar daddy, but... But anyways, um, it was this guy I was talking to and he was like all of those things. Like, you know, you have somebody who they have money, so they think that they can control everything with their money. They got status, so they think that because of mm -hmm. their status that they can treat everybody how they want to be, how they, how they want to treat them. He wanted to control what I wore. So it was like a couple of times, maybe remember the time I said, oh, we pulled up, we was going to the, yeah, the park for a park, a party at the park. He was telling me if I would have known he was wearing them shorts, I would have made you change. Like, Made what? you. Made me change. You can't make you. me do anything. And this is also, like, this is somebody who was very insecure. So I think a lot mm -hmm. of that, I, I think it's one thing to be jealous. There's another thing to be, like, insecure. It's where you're letting, like, he say, she say things get in the way of, like, what you know a person, who a person is, really. You know, yeah. you have people who are, like, coming in. They probably hating on your girlfriend because she there and it's not them. They telling you mm. all kinds of lies in your ear and you stupid enough to believe them because you're just gullible as shit and you don't have a fucking Damn. backbone. And so it's like... Shay. No, because that's dead ass. <laughs> because, first of all, who sits up here and has some little bird in their fucking ear and instead of you coming to your girlfriend and say, hey, I heard this. Is it true? Or, hey, them... B words ain't even got proof. You just believe mm. what they say and then you break up with your girlfriend off of some he say, she say. That's crazy. Mm. Dude was like, That's oh. Dude was like, oh yeah, they told me you pulled some black truck pulled up in your yard and you hopped up in the car with the black truck. I said, what well, do they have okay. pictures? He's talking about, no, nah, they ain't got no pictures. So they ain't got pictures. You know they hate me, but you're going to believe just what they say. You know, I told mm -hmm. you it wasn't true. Man, stuff like that. Yeah, you got to let that shit go. <laughs> They're gullible, I don't care what yeah. you're doing for me, bro. It's all that. I'm not dealing with it. That's crazy. Yeah. Red flags, red flags. Red flags. And no matter how much yes. money you pay me, I'm not going to deal with it. I don't even care. I'm not one of them. You ain't about to yeah. stress me and out. I think jealousy can also be... I'm a toxic trait because there's there's being jealous being healthy um and then there's a jealousy where it's like you're taking it to extremes that's yeah that's a lot like I think I think there's a normal kind of just being jealous because somebody's looking at your spouse some way or somebody's kind of flirting with your spouse and I think that's normal to be a little maybe mad jealous not you know kind of Tell, yeah. tell the person, give me my place as your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever it can be. And I think that's a different kind of jealousy. And then there's the, why are you looking that way? Why are you looking that, that uh, you know, why are you looking at that guy? And it's like, you're not even nowhere near looking at a person or why are you wearing, yeah. like you said, those shorts? Like, why are you trying to be hoochie? Are you trying to get somebody else? Are you trying to get in somebody's inside? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or seeing that mm -hmm. your car is gone and wondering, oh, we must be with a dude. Or seeing that your car is there and thinking you snuck out the house to be with a dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Or the gas. The gas. <laughs> the gas. I had one person tell me that one time. Like, oh, your gas wasn't that. that it wasn't on that level. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, like, uh -uh, that's it. Nope. Not the gas. That's when I left, your meter was at 105. Five thousand miles now it is at 105 and zero zero two man i don't know about the meter but i've had somebody tell me about the gas before and that was that was a big red flag for me it's like you're not gonna measure how much fucking gas i'm wasting you don't know if i went around heard of the gas one i never heard of that one the gas like how can you be broke <laughs> his batting men are very toxic look because i don't i'm not somebody that pumps my own gas it's on very rare occasions that that I do it now that I'm with my wife I, I pump it a lot more so we have that fight all the time where I'm like look I had never pumped my gas before so this person kind of saw that the pump was a little different knew that I'd never pumped my gas and they were like who were you with what were you doing what are the and I'm like there's things Girl, called I would, parents <laughs> I would say 
Look, it's Houston. It evaporated. It's hot. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not it evaporated. Gas be evaporating out here. No, that's crazy. I never had that one. The gas? No. Y'all know I stay on E. I, I do not like going to the gas station. So I, I the gas would not be in there of where I've been because look, I would ride <laughs> E for 10 miles. No. <laughs> no, but I, I'm trying to get better, y'all. I really am because I can't I've be become a lot better. Up. I've become a lot better. I used to ride on E. Now I've, I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've stopped. You got to stop that. In 2024, we got to stop that. Yes, Steph. We're here for stopping the empty. <laughs> to stop riding on empty 2024. <laughs> I mean, you know, I ain't making no promises. I try. Hey, <laughs> at least half a tank. Yeah. Or a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a quarter. Right. Start to get a half a tank. Yeah. yeah. Next question. How would you approach someone who is in a toxic relationship? And I guess it would have to depend on who it is, to be honest, because I'm not mm. going to be in everybody's business. Like, I'm not trying to save nobody. People do. Hmm, Shay. I think that's that's what the issue is. Like people know that somebody's in a toxic relationship and they don't say anything and they end up getting being dead and then you feel like oh, I should have no, said something. Bro, people are responsible <laughs> for their own stuff. You can sit there and we know because of how we may have grown up and what we have seen, people choose to be who they choose to be with. And no matter how much you intervene in relationships with people, they're going to be with them if they feel like they want to. No matter how much you intervene, I'm not oh. going to stress myself out because I'm supposed to feel like I got to save you. No, it's not my mm. job. So when you do end up in a situation, if you try it, cool. But you shouldn't put so much emphasis on it having the outcome that you expect because it might not. Okay. That I agree with. I, I agree with not expecting anything. I definitely feel like you have to approach and and, and you, you guys know I'm a big intimate partner violence uh, advocate and that's kind of my, my niche in, in this world. But um, it, there's statistics that say that before a person leaves their partner, when they're in an intimate partner violence relationship, it takes seven, six to seven times. They leave six to seven times before the final time. And to me, it's always been like, why? Why does it take six to seven times? But there's all these back factors like money, um, kids, all this other stuff. And all we can do is tell them, hey, I know you, you're, you're going through a rough time. I know you're in this type of relationship. I'm here for you. I'm here if you need me. And that's really all we can do. Just offer our support. Maybe not, maybe not kind of say you need to get out of that because you know, the more they tell you, the less you're going to do it. So it's more of encouraging them and saying, Hey, we're here for you. We know you're in a rough, really, uh, you know, Patrick, you're going through some rough times. We're here for you. I'm here when you decide to leave, even if, you know, you decide to go back. And, and most of the time, I think, um, at least for me, it's the toughest part is seeing that person go back to their offender um, because you're like, like, what if you don't get to leave that next time? What if, you know, next time is something else? Because I've heard so many stories about, you know, people that are married and, and you know, just because you're married to that person, that doesn't mean they can't abuse you. Um, Getting raped, getting locked in a room by their spouse because they don't want them to leave. And it's like, geez, like it shouldn't. Why are you not leaving those relationships? Well, because of the kids or because this person has all the money and I don't make any money and where am I going to go and and then then we are not even going to get into all those shelters that aren't good for shit um, because they really don't help these people let alone people in LGBTQ relationships or people in transgender relationships it, it's another hurdle they have to get through because people don't believe oh your spouse another man is beating you up you're going to let another man just beat you up another woman is beating you up what do you mean you didn't you didn't snatch your hair no because not everybody is violent so, so I think it does get hard. I, I feel like it is our jobs to approach those people being in those toxic relationships, being in violent relationships and saying, hey, I'm here to support you. But again, like you said, not expecting anything from it because then if we're kind of nagging at their ears, we just become a nag and it's just going to be like, I'm not going to do it because now I'm going to look like, yeah. like, why am I going to leave? They're, they're going to tell me I told you so. And that that's going to be like, it's the worst thing for somebody not to leave a relationship just because they don't want to be told I told you so. Yeah. So in my opinion, and just based on um, my toxic relationships and my experience with them, when I see a friend that's in a toxic relationship, I do ex exactly what Rose said. I just offer my support because just me going back to when I was in my toxic relationship, number one, I intentionally wouldn't tell people the things that I was going through, number one, because I knew that I wasn't ready to leave. Mm. Number two, so even 
telling them was like, oh, I knew they weren't going to be in favor of the individual. So telling them would have just created a barrier between them and the individual. So I hid a lot of the things that were going on from family, from friends, because I knew at the end of the day, no matter what they said, I wasn't leaving. I wasn't ready to leave. I wasn't leaving. Number two, because um, you are embarrassed. A lot of times you're still in shock. Every time something happens, you're just like, you know, you're trying to convince yourself in your head that it's going to get better. You know, they didn't mean it, you know, and then it comes to a point to where you start blaming yourself and you're like, well, I, you know, because I did this, they reacted like this. And it really takes a very strong mind, especially if, like like Rose said, if kids are involved, if, you know, money is involved where you're depending on them for money, like it takes a very strong individual to pull themselves out of that type of situation because you always have to remember that they have been mentally getting abused the entire time. That And if they're getting physically abused, usually they start off with mental abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, they start off good enough. You're not this, you're not that. Nobody's going to want you. Nobody's going to this, you know, you're the bad person. And then it starts with the abuse, you know, the physical abuse. And now you're blaming yourself because in your mind, it's your fault based on what they have been grooming you to believe during the, the, the mental abuse phase. So I typically like, honestly, if my friends would have came to me and been like, you need to leave them alone, you need to do this and blah, 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 or even tried to fight them, I would have probably turned against my friends. Mm-hmm. And that was like, when I think of that, when my when I see my friends in situations like this, if I do see them, you know, I would say like, I don't think this is healthy. However, you know, whatever you think is best for you is what, you know, what you need to do. I'll be here for support if you need me, if you need me to come by, if you need this, if you need to come stay at my house, whatever you need to do. And, because at the end of the day, you don't want to risk losing that friend's friendship and then now you don't know what's going on. You know, at least when you when you're there and you're just offering your, you know, sometimes you just have to offer a listening ear. At least you're listening to what's going on. So maybe there's a clue in there here and be like, okay, if something happens to your friend, you know where she was going, what she was doing, who she was with, you know, little clues instead of just Xing yourself out of the situation and um ending up not knowing what happened. You know, one day you just get a phone call. And, you know, your friend is no longer here or your friend is in the hospital, you know, in critical condition. How would you approach someone in a toxic relationship with support? You just offer support, offer um, a a shoulder for them to lean on when when things get rough. You know, don't point the finger, you know, don't because they already getting the finger pointed at them. You know, just offer support and and listen (laughs) and pray and hope that you can Get them out of that situation safely without losing them. So that would be my approach. And another reason I'm saying this is because I actually had a situation where I actually stood up to the abuser in a relationship with a with a with an individual that was very close to me, and you know they were getting um, physically abused, and I stood up to the abuser, you know, and I said something to him, and two days later. She was back with them. Mm. And it was the most hurting thing to see because two days prior, I'm getting into it with this individual. You know, we about to fight. We about to squabble. Because like I said, I'm not the type to just keep my mouth shut. So we about to to squabble. And then two days later, I come knock on the door and he opens the door. Mm. And it's it's like a slap in the face. He got in her head. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a drug. You know how when people are on drugs and you, they're just addicted and you can't get them off of no matter what you say, no matter what yeah. you do, it's like they have to get them. They have to get it in their mind that they need to get away from this. They say love is a drug and it it literally is. It's, it's a drug. It and you like can't it, fight. Yeah, it feels like it's something that you need. And if you don't have it, it's like if you if you're in that position, it feels like if you if you have it and you lose it, it feels like you would die without it type of situation. It's like, what do I do yes. without this person in my life? And I'm just mm-hmm. just thinking from somebody who could be in a control because I've been in one before. And even though you I mean that's probably 
pretty big of me to say because nobody ever wants to admit when they've had hard times in situations like that but I've definitely been in maybe I'm gonna say two and one was probably worse than the other but they're all different they're all never the same you know one person's toxic is not another person's toxic it's definitely different and um I definitely agree with the mind control thing I definitely agree with people hanging money over your head and like oh I pay for this Mm. so you know and just getting into your head with just making you feel like you need them and if you don't have them you feel like you're going to lose, like you feel a void in your life if you don't have it. So when she says something about mm-hmm. love is like a jug, that's kind of like, you know, just compare, comparing it. It's kind of similar. You feel like you not die without it, but you feel like you have to have it. What am mm-hmm. I going to do no, with it as a person? When you're dealing with somebody with a drug addiction, what happens? Either they overcome it or they don't. They end yeah. up overdosing. And, and then and the process to get relapse. off of it is hard too. The process to get off of it is hard. So the yeah. process to leave somebody from a toxic relationship is also hard. There's stages. You have to detox. You have yeah. to detox like, out of that too, in a way. Imagine relapsing. Like you done got yourself out. Now he comes back over here and like starts talking sweet to you and saying, oh, I changed. I don't do that yeah. anymore. And there you go. You relapse. And now you're back. You done cleansed yourself. And, you know, you done went to rehab. You done did all of this. Now they're back. And now you're back. Now it's harder to get out. Because now it's the second round. It's just horrible. Girl, child. You done got your 60-day, your 90-day chip. You're doing well. And <laughs> you're back at square one. <laughs> you're back at number one. Damn. Oh, so and just don't judge you can't judge people because i mean yeah. it's, it's it's like a no i definitely don't can't, judge can't you can't control it and i think we don't know their stories we don't know what the why behind <laughs> everything and and it's I, I think as much as we we like to think we're very, very independent open-minded uh women it's the truth is we don't know what everybody is going through and and we still have our own kind of biases yeah on certain situations yeah mm, yep that's exactly what it is so just okay. love support, and pray. Last question. What is the best way to remove yourself from a toxic relationship? Mm, I think that's so a like hard when, one. When you fed up, it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But how, how, what does it take for like, for people to just say that this is it? It's situational. Like, what, what? It depends on what your wits in is for whatever it is you're going through. Mm-hmm. What is the something that just push you, push you off the edge? For me, it was somebody telling me that mm-hmm. if I don't do certain things with them, they'll cheat on me. Oh, I'm not going to even allow you to sleep next to me or go to sleep at that night. That is toxic. Put that shit on my day of mine. If you think that you're going to tell me to my face, you're going to cheat on me, go ahead and fucking do it. Bye. You're free to go. <laughs> I think it depends on the on the, on the the concept too. Like why? Like what's what's happening that you need to tell me that? Nah, it's, 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 it's stuff up to that point. And that was the point of ending. <laughs> mm. I don't even care. It's 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 not even enough to talk about. It's just that's the end of it. That was my running back one more time. What did he say? Um, running back because I don't want to get into too much about what it, the context of it was. But I mean, obviously, for somebody to be saying that they'll cheat on you is obviously something sex related. So he that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's obviously something. <laughs> that's sex usually related. what happens. Okay, well, I'm put it like this. So this was some person who wanted what's it? What's the, what's the no, no, no. What's the what's the legal dictionary term for giving head? <laughs> is it cunnilingus? No, Kinda, it's is it kind of women? Is it for women? I think it is. Um, well, whatever the male version is for cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. <laughs> He wanted me to do stuff. He wanted me to do that oral. on him. Oral. Oral. That, that's the word. He wanted <laughs> me to do oral on him, but he was not somebody who will reciprocate it. So I'm mm. like, make that make sense. How am I supposed to feel? And I guess when and it all comes to when you said don't yuck somebody's yum. So I guess it's yes. like there's people out there who do things for the pleasures of others. I am not that person. If I am doing it, I need it to be done in reverse, you know, on the flip side. So that it was that type of situation. And so I guess we got in talking to it, talking about it. And he was just like, well, if I can't get it from you, then I'm going to get it from someone else. And mm. just up until that point, it was a lot of other stuff I had been dealing with. A lot of other stuff. Well, I was already trying to list out my pros and my cons, and yeah. if it's even worth to keep this relationship or not. And then you tell me that. I feel like you tell me that it's gonna make me insecure. It's gonna make me not trust you, and that's gonna bring another problem. And mm-hmm. I'd rather not. And just because I was already feeling like the relationship was already just doing too much for my energy anyway, that was like yeah. the breaking for me. I was just like, you're not gonna do that to me. You're not gonna make me feel like that either. Right. And I think just the fact that you were already outweighing the pros and cons is not even just you know that that yeah. says you're 
you're an adult and you were at least kind of saying, is this worth my time? But also like if, if you're outweighing your options, like pros versus cons, that already means there's something happening in the relationship to me. It's like, if, if I'm already thinking if you're even worth my time, that's already kind of a red flag for me. True, it's like, true. you've already, because mm, I shouldn't even like, be I shouldn't like be, that. Right. Yeah, I should be happy to be with you. It should be, yeah, we have a little argument here and there, but there's no doubt. But when there's doubt, right. that's the problem. That's when all the yeah. questions start arising. I agree. Yeah, that's crazy. Ah. But I think that's, I think that's more normal in men. So some men are very, you, you know, I, I copied the little phrase "don't yuck their yums" uh, because <laughs> I, I heard another podcast and they were kind of talking about um, a lot of sexual stuff. And then one of them was like, "You know, I would never do it." That's like, don't don't yuck their yums. You you know, you might be doing some crazy stuff other people don't like. So, um, hmm. but I, I think. <laughs> stuff but I think it's it's crazy because I would like for everybody to to kind of have that that kind of maturity that you did where it's like is it worth my time and kind of express it to ourselves is is it going to be mentally and physically okay for me to remain with this person or not but not everybody does that and and sadly that's why some people remain with their abusers and their persons who are controlling and whoever you know but um my biggest thing I think is education we need to educate our kids on what it is what a relationship should look like and what toxic traits are um because i think a lot of our youths don't know what toxic traits are and grew up in maybe split families people yeah. that didn't grow up with mom and dad or grew up with a mother that was being abused or controlled well, by their spouse so they think that's cute. normal and this is yes love. yes and it's like no we need to educate you know i tell my daughter all the time do do what you have to do for you so that nobody else can come to your face and tell you i did this for you it's like no be your own person make sure right. you can take care of yourself before going into a relationship because and you know and i think it, we should always kind of be like hey we're here for you and I tell my daughter all the time even if you get married even if you have kids if you're going through a relationship where somebody's abusing you come back home this is your house all the time it doesn't matter if you have 20 kids we'll figure out where to fit the motherfuckers but we'll do it you know <laughs> I was like it's 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 because you know sometimes I go well I have like five kids and I can't go back to no they don't want to burn parents are always gonna, yeah 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 but I, I feel like as a parent I'm always going to be there for my child I ain't going back home my mama two things <laughs> on the the coming back home part because just remember that part because I got to come back to it but it's a very valid uh, point that Rose made and that was actually going to be my answer to this question is the best way to remove yourself from a toxic relationship is to educate yourself mm -hmm. um I actually um that was one of the ways that I was able to get out of my toxic relationship because I was actually in college at the time and you know I went to school for CJ so one of my classes was actually behavioral psychology, one of those psychologies. And it actually actually talked about abusive relationships and the pattern of it and how the abuser will apologize and buy you things and <laughs> all these things, but the cycle would continue to repeat itself. And each time it would get worse and worse and worse. And once I realized that that was the same cycle that I was going through, I something in my head clicked and I was like, you, you, you have to stop it. You have to stop. And that's why, like, when, like Rose said, like, we have to educate our children. Like, even, like, not just our women. I educate my son. And I tell him, like, yeah. you you don't hit women. I'm like, and if a woman is hitting you, walk away. Because no woman is supposed to be hitting you. And, you know, but you shouldn't think that you're supposed to slap her ass back. That might be what you want to do. But don't do it. I'll reform. Call your mama. I will handle it. Don't, don't go you a boy. You a boy and you're a black man. Don't do it. Mm. Y'all see how see what happened to what's his name? Um what's the damn boy oh, name yeah. that was running like? Oh, dude. I don't yes. think of his name right now, but I know you're talking about they lost all them deals and stuff because of old girl. Yeah. Right. The one from uh, Marvel movies? Yeah. 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 Look at his name. Wait, him. Um, is it Jonathan? I, I think it is Jonathan, Jonathan something. Majors. Yes. Jonathan Majors. That was his name. Yes. But Crazy. you see that duration. And I think that was toxicity on both ends. But I think she was just as guilty as he was. And it's like, ma'am, you shouldn't be chasing no grown ass man down no damn. I'm mad at the fact that the camera caught all them angles. I was like, <laughs> um, y'all get all these red running. my good side. Uh, yes. I also think that a good way to remove yourself is just having, I hate, and I hate to say this because it's kind of like, you know, 
having that one, not really having a one foot in, one foot out mentality, but I feel like it's for women. And again, I'm not trying to make this un or biased for men, but it's on either or. Oh, uh, and I hate to say it, but it's like always have yourself straight. You know, I I'm I, I would love to be a work from home wife, but it's part mm. of me who cannot fathom the idea of somebody financially being responsible for giving me mm. money. And it's like worst case scenario comes up, you don't depend on somebody all your life, giving them 40 years, three kids, and they want to up yeah. and leave you for somebody you have nothing to fall back on or vice versa. You're trying to get out of an abusive relationship. You have nothing, no savings, no, no, your own bank account, nothing for yourself. And that's why it's hard to get out of stuff because you have nothing. So when somebody tried to dangle some money over my head, I'm glad I had my degree. I'm glad I had a full-time job. I'm glad I had my own cash, my own bank account. So when you say, Oh, well, I'm not gonna pay a rent. Okay, well, I don't need you to. So nah. it's like you mm -hmm. can't hold something against me if I already have my own. So I don't want to say go into a relationship thinking like, well, I have to have my own, but I don't want to say go into it thinking that you shouldn't have nothing. But I agree I with you, Shane. I don't, I don't think nobody should just go into something solely dependent on somebody financially because you never Blind really somebody. know. You never know. Yes. You can trust somebody for everything. Husband, wife, anybody can let you down at any point in time. Yep. And, and I agree with you. There, there's one thing I like to say is I have plan A, B, C, and D. Um, because if plan A doesn't work, plan B is going to go into play. That one doesn't work. The next one comes up. And, and I had a person tell me, well, you think you're just the baddest bitch? And I said, no, Listen. no, I'm just smart. And I know how to look out for myself. And I have a child. And that is my priority. That and my part. life plan works around my child. That part. Well, let me get y'all. Let me get y'all with this on. What about the women who are making the money and they got a man mm. that's sitting on the couch? That would never be me. I you, can speak for her. Is he taking care of the kids? Is he taking care mm. of the house? Because you know, I'm all for changing the the, the sexual role play thing, but oh, baby, man. you gotta be doing something, taking care of the house, <laughs> washing the dishes, do something. Don't five piece while she go to work. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Because I mean, I'm all for the get your own, get your own. But then again, at the end of the day, it's a mind manipulation thing. Like you could have your have all of this, but you so you so sprung over the I don't know if it's a dangling. I don't know what it is. You sprung over something because it ain't the money for some women. For some it women, it's be. just it's sexual, you, yeah. they they will let the men cheat on them, take their car. Do it's obvious, like it's sitting there. You seeing the receipt, you seeing the condoms, you seeing all the signs, and Damn. you stay there, and you stay there. That's it's all a like it's yeah. you have. To, like, I never been there. It, I can't speak for that. You know what like I said last time? There's plenty of fish in the sea, and baby, I'm not gonna be sprung over one of those fishes when it's I can go get me a whale. This world, but it does suck though. But it's doing people in this world. You can find somebody. Go That's get true, your whale, some, not a fish. I'll be looking at like, like what? And then it'd be like, you are a pretty girl. You got it. You got something going for yourself. Like, why are you dealing with this? But sometimes it's self-esteem. They could be the prettiest girls, but they have really bad self-esteem. I've met a few where it's like, baby, you look like a Barbie doll and you have like the worst self-esteem ever. We'll see it. So now to, um, yeah, they did. That dang leg got them sprung. It can't Good be job. that good. It can't be that good to be putting up with abuse. Oh. Mm -mm. But you know what? I'm not gonna be the one to judge because I don't want to find no dangling that's that good. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I do not. But to pin up, to put to unpin um, the other thing you said, Rose, which was um, you know like worst case scenario, you know you tell your children, you know you can always come back home when things get rough. Mm -hmm. But this also goes back to our um, but two episodes ago, generational curses mm -hmm. and like. If you don't make y'all feel comfortable enough to come home, they're not. Hmm. And that's why I said, and I don't know if it was in the generational curses episode or episode prior to that, is like as parents, we it's like we feel like we have to scare our children and mm -hmm. you know, like beat them all this stuff to get them to to mind, but it's like we don't realize that we're just building a separation that when they get older, they don't want to come to you. They don't trust mm -hmm. you enough to come to you you know they don't they don't feel comfortable enough to even talk to you about what they're going through and you know you, you end up you know a lot, a lot of parents you know you, you have those parents when something happens to their child and they're like I didn't even know yeah and it's like we don't build a relationship with our children to where we don't know what's going on you know like we want to make them feel comfortable enough for them to say I don't have to deal with this I can go mm -hmm. back home yeah you know, so that's why I was saying it's like, 
let, let it, it starts from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it all boils down to when a child was first born to what they develop to be when they become adults and the decisions and choices that they make Yeah, is rooted in their upbringing. And um, that's why I say it's important. I mean, we, I'm not saying be best friends with your child. Let them disrespect yeah. you. Let them talk to you. They're your friend. But it's, you know, create that, that boundary. I'm your parent. But at the same time, I want you to be able to trust me enough that when shit gets rough, you come to me and, and you can lean on me and say, mom, I don't know how to do it. Dad, I don't know how to do it. Can you help me? You know, so I wanted to end that on that topic. And I think we are short on time because this conversation can go forever and ever and ever. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure I'm sure we'll bring a part two back up. Yeah. But what's the What's the best way for them to leave again? Have your own shit. <laughs> yeah. Depend on family if possible. You're not alone. Have self-esteem. Love yourself. That I think that's love maybe yourself. number one. Because if you love yourself, that you can trust. Yeah. Find somebody else and understand that you that it's more fish in this. There's more dangling's out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think regardless of what the person may be telling you, because again, like we said, um, both of you mentioned that a lot of it is mental. Um, a lot of the reason a lot of these people are staying because it's both men and women. So we, we talked a lot yeah. about women, but men also go through toxic yeah. relationships. And 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 I think for men, it's even like harder because they have to just say, oh, well, she's a woman. She's a woman. She's a woman. She's she's allowed to do that. No, 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 no. So guys, if you're in a toxic relationship, no, a woman is not allowed to mistreat you. A woman is not allowed to manipulate you. She is not allowed to be tracking your every move. That is toxic. It is one thing to to say, okay, well, we agreed, you know, let's turn on our locations because we're going to travel or something. Or look, I, I want to know where you are just because you have a job that's not safe or something. You know, if you talked about it, if you're both in agreement, if you're comfortable doing certain things, then it's okay. It's But but if you're uncomfortable, yeah. it becomes a toxic it, it, and you're allowing yeah. them to keep doing that. So I, I think it's just both men and women and people in LGBTQ relationships need to understand that that life does continue, even though, like, like we said before, even though sometimes we feel like we have to detox out of those relationships, take your time, enjoy. I tell people after my first divorce, I enjoyed being free. I enjoyed being single. I, I went in the fish and I deep sea dived, girl, because I met plenty of fishes. I met plenty. I did what I had to do. I had fun. Yes, I deep sea dived, girl. I went. <laughs> um, and, and I tell a lot of women that, that or friends that I talk to that tell me, you know, this is what's happening. I'm like, it, it's I've been there. I've done it. Life continues. And when you get go back and look at that, you're going to be like, yes, it was toxic and I'm doing so much better. Um, and, yeah. and it's, it's you know, it's having a plan. Like Shay said, have that financial stability for yourself. And if you don't have it, it's okay. Work two jobs. At one point in my life, I worked two jobs, two or three jobs because I had to make it work. So just That's know why that. I hate when a man be like, she'd be so hard for them. Because I'd be like, y'all, don't, stuff is hard for us too as women. Yeah. And it's and that's the conversation for another day. But just since you said that, I'm just thought about just, I worked two jobs while in college, a full-time mm-hmm. student having two jobs because I had a car note and insurance and stuff. And so for somebody who don't have two jobs and college, I feel like if all you got is two jobs, then good for you, but do that shit because it's doable mm-hmm. and anybody yeah. can do it. So when people are like, well, I can't do this, there's always a way. There's always time. It's 24 hours in a day, yeah, but it's a lot you could do in 24 hours. But you know how well, they say, where well, there's a will, there's a way. So you have to be willing yeah. to true. To- True. To do it. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm definitely glad you in because us as women, we're going to focus on our own experiences. Yeah. And of course, our experiences are as women. And we sometimes forget men. But yeah, you're right. Like men, you don't. I mean, there's so many toxic women out there that probably come from a toxic relationship with a man. They come into another relationship and meet a good man and bring the toxicity. Ooh, and now the so man she wasn't is healed. She wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's like you yeah. don't you want to take I, you just really I trying had, to fill a void. Yeah. Yes. I had to do a few times in my relationship because I was a toxic one. Mm-hmm. And I had to check my eyes and be like, stuff, like this ain't cool. Like this this you're you're probably getting flashbacks of the last relationship and you're you're bringing it into this relationship and it's not cool because they're not the same people. 
Yeah. So, I mean, so I'm going to say this to the men out there and to the boys, you don't have to take that. And just because she's a woman doesn't mean she gets away with this. Like they, they mm -hmm. don't have the right to public or embarrass you in front of your family or talk crazy to you, you know? Yeah. But and just um, like you said, before you get another relationship, it's probably best to go to seek help and get counseling and stuff. Heal. So that way yes. all that baggage, all that baggage, all that trauma that you have from your past does not have to affect your next relationship. And it's easier said than done because people just think oh I'm good I can just bounce over I'm good but you don't mm -hmm. really see how your bad traits are coming into like play nobody yeah. sees that part you know you think you're ready but no. you're really not I have a friend that, yeah I have a friend that I really love and I care for her and you know me and her have had this 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 talk and, and my wife as well because she knows both of us and it's I tell them like don't get stuck with one person hey you have kids by this person but if you decide to divorce if you decide to do whatever it be enjoy being single enjoy having that time for yourself enjoy getting home and just no screams no yelling enjoy that and that's part of your healing part of your recovery just enjoying yourself enjoy yourself get to know yourself a little better you know and, and it's funny because I tell people all the time it's like for me it was like it, it was my eyes opened so much wider because I got married very young and I got divorced very young I was divorced by 18 or 19 I want to say so can you imagine I was out on the streets the streets couldn't hold me because I was out in a bounce. <laughs> And I was bartending. So it was like I would work my day job. Like, I would work the bartending. <laughs> they could not hold me, girl, because I was out there after hours, nightclubs after the job. I was I was running the streets, getting to know people. I got to know a lot of people while I was out there single because I would try different things that I wasn't willing to do while I was in a relationship or I couldn't maybe. I have fun. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's when after that, I got into another relationship. Yeah. Ended up being a very toxic person. But that kind of, I think the, the being free, being able to from that first relationship allowed me to kind of say hey this this is not right yeah and I think that's the beauty of like you said Rose like allowing yourself to be by yourself know yourself is because that's for you and that's when you learn to love and what you like and what you don't like and what to deal with what you're not willing to deal with so that when you do hop into another relationship you're like hold up look I don't I could do this by myself yep like I've been there I don't need you like you're just you're an asset you're not something that I need you are something that I want and sometimes what you want is you just can't have it and you just might be that person if you go toxic so yeah you're right you have to get to know you allow yourself to you know experience you that brings to the next point just about um and even like when you are single and going through that stage it's okay to date too to learn like what you like about different people or just what you like in general for your next partner because I know like for a while like it was like almost like this day not I don't know what word I'm trying to use but it's like the stigma like if you're dating you can't date more than one person without having to be attached but you need to be able to date multiple people and I had to tell myself that that was okay to do yeah. and I think the older I got I got more comfortable with it because I'm like it's okay to be honest and sometimes mm -hmm. you have to be honest to people to weed yep. out who's really there to really be with you versus who just want to have a good time with you in that moment. Because if it's somebody yeah. who really want to be with you and you're saying, oh, well, I'm dating around right now. I'm not really talking to nobody. That person will even be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, we could just do whatever in the meantime. Or they'll be like, well, um, I really wanted more. They'll, you know, you kind of filter people out that yeah. way. Versus yeah. trying to mentally commit yourself to one person and just throwing everybody else in the back burner thinking that you found your one and only when in reality, you probably just found somebody who's playing the field and they playing you too. Yeah. And now you're back in the whole little wheel <laughs> all over again. So date, dates, find what you like. We Definitely. are the bullshit people. Yes. It's a date. Uh, I'm going to put a little, little mommy moment in this dating uh, thing. Mommy. I'm going to also go date. But date safely. Yes. Like who said sex? Nobody said sex, mother. <laughs> but how are you gonna know what you like if you don't fuck around? Oh my god. I wasn't even thinking that. I was just simply thinking if I like your vibe and your attitude and how you treated me. Well, oh my god, we know what you we're what I am saying here when I say date safely, I mean tell people who you're going on a date with. Yeah. Mm. Get share because it's people out here that are dating with ill intentions. Yeah. And that's what I mean by dating. like don't go on dates with people. <laughs> Honestly, I was the type I was background checks. And sometimes mm -hmm. background checks don't even require you to pay three ninety nine because if you Google a person's name, it's some shit mm -hmm. gonna pop up if they did. <laughs> 
So that's what I mean. Like, let your a friend know. Send your location to somebody because mm. shit is wild out here and people are crazy. So that's yeah. what I mean by day safe. If you're having sex, practice safe sex because you don't want to bring babies out here in the world. Yep. Um, that you ain't ready to raise or none of that. So, and mm. you don't want to bring nothing stank and have your coochie smelling or your penis leaking yes and just because you're dating does not mean you have to have sex with each person so no yes like it's okay i I don't know but people if you want to experience on if you're the wild side go ahead no judgment zone i i agree with with dating knowing people but look i i feel like you gotta get you gotta test the, the vehicle before you drive it like you take it off the lot like how you got, I mean, I'm going to test the car. I ain't going to test it immediately, but I'm going to Oh, yeah, test. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. But if it's look. like, if I'm, if I'm dating five people, five people taking me out to eat, you know, we having a good mm. time. And there's this one that just happens to make it to, like, the stretch. Then that yeah. might be the one. Yeah, but I don't think. So, so, so do you really call it dating, though? Because it's like, is it really dating or I'm just getting to know people? It's I, dating if we go out on dates and they spend money on me. Yeah, it's dating. Dating doesn't I necessarily mean, have to I could go, I can go, I can go have dinner with a friend and spend money on them. That doesn't mean I'm dating them, though. But it, I mean, yeah. you classified it. That's your friend. This is not your person, not your friend. Somebody who's a potential mate, maybe. Partner, maybe. When I go to my friends, I consider those dates. Like, my fiance be like, oh, so you going on a date? My friend. I do call my friendship. My friend dates, dates, too. Hmm. He's like, oh, you got a date tonight. Yeah, I do. With three fine ass women. <laughs> and next month, too, with my best friend. I we mean, need to set one up then to go drink because I'm sorry. Don't send me nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send me nothing else in this damn chat because we ain't going nowhere. Y'all full of shit. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm available. I'm available Friday as well. All right, Shane. It's open. Okay. Pick one of the little spots that we just sent each other on Instagram and we meet there. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. So Let's early. plan it. I need to do at least like one o'clock noon, a good a good evening, uh, afternoon time. Find one we have place. a lot of places that I've said and that we've said we've all sent each other Shay. So Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna continue sending you places. <laughs> they say I'm not sending y'all because I keep pulling. <laughs> <laughs> just sending me all this good looking stuff with these nice drinks that got all the little we, you know what? We need to do. We need to do a Neil Pond to the scoop shared calendar. <laughs> we do. Me and my boyfriend used to be like, "Damn, you still out three hours later." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, "Shit, we just get That's what my my wife would say. I'm like, "We're talking about important things. Like, we're not just here sitting. Like, we're talking important things." Girl, but it was so I'm good. Like, they had me lit every time I left. <laughs> yes. Shout out okay. to the snakey snakes. Shout out to the no. snakey snakes. See you. <laughs> the wink. It's the wink for me. <laughs> it's okay. I, I I say if you're listening, please like, share, and subscribe. Don't just listen in. Like you're already spending your time listening to us. Just go ahead and like and subscribe. We're not gonna say anything. We're just gonna say thank you. If anything, we most of the people we see that they like, we see that they subscribe. Uh, people that are sharing us, thank you. We appreciate that. We really do. Really it's okay do. to click with us. It's okay to vibe with us. It's okay. <laughs> we, we don't bite. We're not just a little. Just a little. <laughs> and we need consent first. <laughs> Everything is done bye, with consent. Yep. <laughs> All, All right, right, y'all. So we want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Again, if you enjoyed our content, please subscribe to our channel, like, and comment. We love feedback. I promise you, we do. Like off your feedback while you're at it follow us on all streaming platforms including apple Podcasts, amazon music google Podcasts, spotify pandora and iHeartRadio. you can also find us through instagram and tiktok please go follow like comment whatever you want to do just you know help us here with the feedback because your feedback is what gears us to come up with these topics also, if you have a topic that you would like for us to discuss, or if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, feel free to email us. We'd love to have you. Again, thank you, and see you next week for your weekly scoop serving. Hey. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>